Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What up, Duke City? The boys are here, and we about to rage, baby. You have to excuse me, a little tech diffs on my end. I am so sorry. Hold on one second, please, and thank you. Oh, my goodness, how embarrassing. Had the volume on my computer, Robert. Yeah, I could hear it. I was like, what's Rookie going on in mistake. there? Rookie mistake. My goodness. Welcome to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cobalt Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. We do lunch and a milkshake at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for the boys at Howie Sports Page. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. All right, we're going to lose some sponsors, Robert. Uh-oh. So I'm going to out myself right now. What you do, man? You know, I'm like the soccer mom here, right? Yes, you are. I'm very grateful for it. I, I like to bring snacks. I like to bring soda pops. On Friday, you know, sometimes I'll bring some hooch or some wine, maybe. I think I might have outed myself as subconsciously racist today, Robert. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> Do you now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little behind the scenes, loyal listener, a little behind the scenes friend of the show. Uh, I always bring snacks for the boys. Like, it's my thing. Whether I make some little snack packs at the house and bring apples and grapes and cheese and nuts or whatever. Or I go to the store on the way here and bring snacks. Uh, always have something to munch on. I like to have that little bit of extra energy. Some drink that's caffeinated. Today I got me a little... Uh, Enlightenment Yerba Mate. A lot of people uh, think I'm speaking German right now. What? Exactly. What did you say that again? Uh, a Gayaki Organic Enlightenment Yerba Mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yerba Mate is just like a different kind of caffeine. It's like slow release. It's like not as strong as coffee, but stronger than tea. It's like slow release. You don't get all tweaked out. But let me tell you why I'm in trouble. Because I think I might be subconsciously racist, Robert. Oh, God. Way to tell me. Why don't you tell me this off the clock? So, I mean, you're... you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> I should have told you. Yeah, this thick glass right here is, is serving a purpose right I should, now. <laughs> probably should have told you a year and a half ago when we started working together. So, I always like to bring healthy stuff. Especially now, Robert, that you, you're on your fitness journey. I'm and getting, you're trying to eat healthy. Getting svelte. Yeah, buddy. You're going to be fitting in them 32-32 slim straights like me pretty soon. Never in history. <laughs> I couldn't get a kneecap when in When you that. were 12, maybe? <laughs> All right, but the snacks that I got me and Robert today. Yeah. And for one person, it's going to sound a little pointed, is a Sprite, a cup of watermelon, and a grapefruit roll-up. <laughs> That's... I got I I got to the studio 
and I pulled the bag out, and I walked back to your little production area on yeah. the other side of the glass. By the way, it's not just any Robert. It's Robert Buck D. Gibson, best in the biz. I got to the other side of the glass. I pull out the the bag from the grocery store, and I pull out your drink and sit it down. Then I pull out the watermelon and sit it down, and then I pull out your grapefruit roll-up and set it down. And I was like, oh, God, Van, what did you do? <laughs> well, let me tell you a little secret. Okay. When I walked in, you know, I was getting set up, and I, and I saw the little setup. Because you, you, you hit me, you was like, hey, you, you need, want anything? He's like, I said, you know what I like. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I looked. And I looked through the glass, and I was like, if he don't have no watermelon, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have some problems. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, I we, saw, and I saw the red. I was like, all right, we good. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's all about the equality. No, no, no. We got the exact same snacks. <laughs> it was just a freak accident the way the stars lined up. And I want to tell everyone that's listening, it's delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> you don't like water? Who doesn't like watermelon? Especially fresh cut watermelon sitting right there, all chilled at the store. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I got a good laugh out of that, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I came I came into the studio and sat down for a second. I was like, all right, let's unpackage this a little bit. Yeah, my ears parked up. It's like, okay, the fruit and nut tray. Okay, obviously, that's a standard for me in my diet. Uh, I love these little fruit roll-ups. Fruit leather, actually. Not like fruit roll-ups, like sugary kids' treats, but like... Just blended and compressed fruit. They're good. I've never had those until you uh, got me one for the first time. Oh, dude, they're so good. Yeah. yeah. It's just like little fruit candy, but it's like not as bad for you. So I looked at my stuff and I was like, yeah, this is what you normally eat. Like, this isn't like <laughs> anything. Like, I'm not going to like just go straight home and start listening to Kanye or like <laughs> <laughs> put on my red hat. Put on oh my big my bright, God. on my big bright red hat, real quick. I was like, "No, <laughs> this is what you eat all the time." It just so happened you don't want to feel guilty about that. It just so happened you're just being a good friend. Okay? <laughs> yes, yes. But now I'm going to think about it every time I'm getting us snacks. I'm like, okay, what is something that you and I will both like that will not make me seem racist? Well, I'm glad you didn't get me the. Uh, sassafras, whatever, <laughs> whatever you have over uh, there. Yeah, yeah. This is this is aggressively Anglo. I would have been way more offended. I would have been. I would have been offended. I'm like, you know what? I've seen that can. They're delicious. I've seen that can in in Sprouts. <laughs> this is a unpaid advertisement for Guayaki Organic Yerba Mate. See, I have a I have a strict policy. If I can't say it, I'm not putting it in my body. Smart. Very smart. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, an ex turned me on the yerba mate. It's really I, I, good. I knew it. I knew it. There are some things that I've picked up from previous situations yeah. that I was like, okay, this I'm going to make this a part of my lifestyle. No, 100%. Like Some of my favorite things have been like little one-off things that an ex has liked or an ex has said. Yeah. Like my favorite white wine is um, Sauvignon Blanc from Marlboro, yeah. New Zealand. Okay. Now Have you ever had the New Zealand Sauv Blanc? No. It's no. so good. Okay, I got to try this. It's good. I'll, I'll, I'll get you a bottle. It's got like this smooth like pear beginning and like this tart, like kind of sour finish. It gives you that little like in the back. Of oh, the, yeah, yeah. Right back there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it is so good. And an ex turned me on to that. And then another ex turned me on to... Um, Instead of getting 
the aged, like extra sharp American cheese. Yeah. Get the um, Kerrygold Irish cheddar instead. Oh. It is so much better than like American extra sharp. See, sometimes people come into your life to give you those little hidden gems you yes. never knew about. Yes. And then another ex who, you know, with. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm seeing a theme here. When you, you heard me. Re- <laughs> I got a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. And, me and George Strait, baby. Um, <laughs> she, obviously, she was a yoga practitioner by the way I said these words out loud. Okay. Yeah. So she was a yoga teacher and she didn't do coffee. She only did yerba mate. She got me hooked on these. But just the mint ones. Like, okay. The rest of them aren't any good. The mint ones are dope. Unpaid advertisement for the fine people at Gayaki, if I'm even saying that right. Yeah, what else? What else off the top of my head? You got a long list. Dude, I'm 40, and I have not stopped. <laughs> at least, at, uh, it sounds bad. At least you can remember yours. Uh, a few. Yeah, a few. <laughs> The nice one, the nice ones, <laughs> the ones who added value to your life. Huh? Yes, there yeah, you go. Yeah, who yeah. turned me on to wine or cheese or yeah, caffeinated, slow release, delicious minty drinks. I should make a list of like the stuff that I like that has came from an ex that aren't the three that I just mentioned. Yeah, I bet it's a longer list than I think. Yeah, because if you sit down and think about it, you probably have a lot of stuff. And I know what every ex says about me. It's like, he just made me watch The Wire all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we can't be together if you don't like The Wire. You're like, you don't know that's the greatest value that I've added to you. Trust me. Yes, you have no idea how much I enriched your life. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the wine reference. We're even. Speaking of exes, how was... uh? The podcast last night. I was oh my my my. I was busy working at the house. And I didn't catch all of it. I just got a little, some snippets. Yeah, it was very educational and enlightening. Uh, do, you, do you feel that like she is really polyamorous? By the way, if you haven't checked out the BS show with Buck D and Six every Tuesday at eight, yeah, uh, so dope, so good. Uh, we've been on there a couple times myself and then myself and Fred and you know friends of the show. Uh, had a polyamorist on last yes, night. Yes, and no, this is the real deal. So I've been knowing, uh, I've been knowing her for from for some years, and I actually met the guy, the the married guy that okay. she's dating, that she's in a relationship with. Did he like show up on the show? No, actually, um, sh- he's coming. Because he's going to come on the show and tell he, his side of the story. Yes. This is so dope. Awesome. I love it. And it was, you know, it was one of those things where I came in with my reservations. Sure. Six, my co-host, Larry, a lot of the people who, who watch and listen. And she held her ground, and it made it make a little sense. Okay. But I don't, when you're when you're in a monogamous mindset, you don't, real, you don't understand any of that. that sure. I'm not the greatest at monogamy, but. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, perpetually I single. Don't, I ain't no way I can do the poly though. How do you th- oh. how do you think I have all these great food references from yeah. women? Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was a, it was a great show. Um we're definitely going to do it again but from the husband who has, you know, a wife and a girlfriend point of view. Which is crazy to even think and say. Then they're all happy in this great harmony. 
I don't know, man. Today, today, love today is is I I can't say weird. It's different. It's different, and you know my thing is as long as people are happy, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm with you on that one for sure. And I think for a lot, I tried an open relationship historically. Uh, it didn't work for either one of us, uh, either time, I suppose. But I get how people need different types of relationships because yeah. there's so many different types of people in the world. Exactly. There's no just, you know, uh, round peg, square hole, like, you know, this is going to have to work because this is the only way. Like, there's nothing like that. I've never had anything that you're talking about or what she's talking about ever. I've always been in a, what do you call those? Um, the seagulls from Nemo. Mine, mine. mine ah, mine, yes. Mine. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I've always had those. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 different. You you got to be a different type of person. That's what I learned. When we get back, Aaron Judge is P A I D paid, and I'll tell you why he either made the right or the wrong choice. You're listening to Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten The Sports Animal. Aaron Judge, nine years, $360 million to stay with the New York Yankees. Woo! The biggest piece of me wanted him to go to the Giants. I wanted to derail the Yankees, of course. I wanted to see more competition in the National League West. You got your front-runner Dodgers. You got the Padres who are trying to compete, and then the Giants who are always better than they should be. If they get a Judge and a Carlos Correa, the Giants are immediately 1 or 1A in that division, right? right. Yep. But he, sta- he stays with the Yankees. And while me personally, I wanted to see him move, I thought it'd be first LOL, like go Yankees. That'd be hilarious. But just to like this an all-time baseball story that this slugger one of the best in this generation bet on himself mm-hmm. said no 7 years 213 million like 30 million dollars a year he turned down 30 million dollars a year for 7 years and bet on himself a guy with injury history a guy that's been hurt before, missed a lot of baseball with injuries. You know guys his size, they don't stay healthy for that long, right? That's the knock. True. He said, no, I'm betting on myself and set an American League home run record. Had the best American League year for a hitter since Ted Williams. The most war in one year in the AL for one hitter. Since Carl Yastrzemski, an epic gamble and an epic result, and he nailed it. (laughs) Buddy, did he nail it? Man, do you know what this news would have been if he didn't sign back with the Yankees? Do you know how much heat and upset and anger would have came out of New York City? 
Oh, they burned the place to the ground. He had to sign with them. The The front office of the Yankees had to make this happen. I was surprised that San Diego entered the chat. Yes, with the biggest offer. Yeah. That scared me. I was like, what in the world is going on? Off the top rope, the San <laughs> <Yeah>. Diego Padres <laughs> offered Trey Turner 10 years, $342 million, and offered Aaron Judge 10 years, $400 million. That's three quarters of a billion dollars in one day on two players, and they both turned it down. Okay, I, I have to ask this question. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing a Charger jersey. We know uh-huh. Chargers originally, well, most well-known being from San Diego. Is that city cursed? I don't know. What's going on? Who doesn't want to live in San Diego and call that home? Crazy people. It's the, it's the most beautiful place in the country. Some say Miami. You know, I know there's mountain people and there's some winter people who prefer the East Coast, but those are people who have you, never been to San Diego. You can't beat you can't <laughs> you can't beat San Diego. And I think that's why their sports is actually cursed because that's every, a good point. That's a everything good point. else is so perfect. The weather's perfect, the scenery's perfect. It's year-round beautiful weather. There are people who live in San Diego who don't own pants at all. Yes. You do not need pants in San Diego. It is shorts year-round. Yeah. You do not need closed-toed shoes yep. in San Diego. Wow. So maybe everything else is so per- – okay, great food right there next to Mexico. Yep. Beautiful women. Yep. Great schools, great colleges, everything you want, industry. Military, mm-hmm. government, San Diego has everything, and it's so perfect. That's why everything sucks for their sports teams. <laughs> <laughs> Your Chargers left. The yeah. Padres are obviously cursed. Yeah. They don't they haven't had a basketball team in forever. Nope. Why? Why don't they have a basketball team? That, that would be a perfect spot for the next NBA that team. Makes no sense. No sense. And all they got's the Padres. And they just keep screwing everything up. Hey, at least they tried. A lot of organizations won't even put a package together. Oh, sure. And they put the best. Yes. Oh, man, that has to hurt. Trey Turner turned down $42 extra million to play on the Phillies. Aaron Judge turned down $40 million or more. It could be more. Turned down more than $40 million not to play in San Diego, and to stay in New York. But, okay, I got to take it back to New York City, though. Um, So we've had callers and fans of the Yankees hit us and and say they weren't fans of re-signing Judge. What are those people saying today? Do you think that was just fake or is like – Got to be fake. (laughs) I just don't see the Yankees being the team that we saw last season, which was – you know, jumped out to a big lead, big jump. Um, them being that team without Aaron Judge, that had to, that would have been a monumental loss if he would have went to another team, and it would have been their own fault for giving him that low ball offer, from leaking the news of him turning down the offer. He literally asked the Yankees front office 
after they try to do contract extensions. Don't put this information out. This is just between us. I'm going to bet on myself and test the free agent market if you don't have a bigger number for me. And opening day, opening friggin' day, they leaked the information that he turned down an extension. That's slight number two. Yep. Low Baldum. Right. Leaked the information. He goes on to put on a historic friggin' season, just a blank, walking blank check this offseason. And then the fans have the balls to boo him in the playoffs after he put together one of the best seasons in the history of baseball. They booed him in the playoffs. They would have missed the playoffs if it wasn't for him. Yep. Okay, I got a I got a stat pulled up one second. Let me let me let me find it. Where did I put where did I put you? Get back here. Okay. So in the second half of the season, when the Yankees like almost fell out of the playoffs, yeah. you remember the Orioles were on their heels. Yeah. They're going to take that, over. That was a huge story. After the All-Star break, Aaron Judge had a three fifty batting average, a five oh two on-base percentage, and a seven eighty four slugging percentage with an OPS of .286. 1.286, excuse me. The rest of the team, anyone not named Aaron Judge, Hit 223 with a 292 on base percentage. Oh, my goodness. And a 360 slugging. Those are minor league numbers. Everyone else on the Yankees should have been sent to the minors, and Aaron Judge put that team on his back and carried them into the playoffs. Yeah. And I, he got booed. I think this, you know, this, this shows the type of character that Aaron Judge has because I think any other star of that magnitude would have took those slights and be like, I am out. Whoever offers more, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know how, you know, superstars are, especially athletes. They don't forget anything. They, if there's a slight, no matter how small, they'll make it huge and use it as like a focal point for the rest of their season or the next season or even their career. And Aaron Judge, like, even called this exact situation. He told his high school sweetheart, now wife, that in 10 years, we're going to be married, and I'm going to be playing for the San Francisco Giants. 10 years later, he almost made that decision. Ooh. And, and San Francisco said they would exceed or match any Yankees offer. So this is Aaron Judge wanting to be a New York Yankee for life. Had more money in San Diego, had his childhood team in San Francisco, and I'm sure some other teams would have matched some huge offers that really weren't players. But this is Aaron Judge wanting to be a legacy New York Yankee. Is that what it is? Is it because of just the rich history of the Yankees? You want to be a part of that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you spent the first half of your career on the Yankees, had success, except for when you get booed in the playoffs. You're absolutely beloved. You know what? I, I think about this, especially when it comes to signings like this and it's to see who are the players in this. If it were me... This is my thinking. I'll be like, I don't want to be just another Yankee great. I don't want to go to San Francisco where it was Willie Mays and sure. McCovey and Bonds. Yeah. Let me go to San Diego where they have no history of winning. Not saying they don't have right. Padre legends. It's just me and Tony Gwynn. I'm going to be <laughs> that guy. That's how I would do it. I, I, I've always thought about that. I would always want to be the, the cornerstone guy 
of an organization who doesn't have a winning history. But I can also see the allure of being on the Mount Rushmore of Yankees because that's not just Yankees. That's damn near all baseball history. That's baseball history and, yep. and United States history and world history. Yep. Everyone knows the Yankees. Correct. It's the most popular logo in the world. That's why you want to have your organization in the stratosphere like that. That's why you want to be Lakers, Cowboys, Yankees, stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, if he stays healthy the rest of his career, he's going to be one of those guys. He's going to be on the Rushmore of Yankees. And who knows, maybe he keeps this this momentum going. He's on the Rushmore of baseball. If the Yankees lost out on Aaron Judge, you might as well get rid of everyone else and start over. Yeah, it's it's a rebuild. Yeah. They got to go they have to go find the new era of the of the new Yankees because without him, like you said, those those numbers say it all. I didn't even know he was doing it like that. And we we were in the middle of it this summer. Sure. Yeah, and his uh, every statistical metric, because you know how big of a dork I am on all that, <laughs> every statistical metric that he has says he is the best power hitter in baseball. He's the best power hitter since Barry Bonds. Exit velocity, launch angle, um, every single statistical metric that a power hitter has, he's the best one. So it's a smart move. Very it's- smart. And the Yankees, they just print money. They just print money. This does not cost them anything. They could have a $500 million annual salary, annual payroll, and be just fine. Mm -hmm. This is just not to set the standard for the next generation. And by the way, he is literally setting the standard for the next generation, just not in a ridiculous jump-the-shark kind of manner. Right. His... $360 360 million are the is the longest contract for a free agent beating Bryce Harper's 330. His 40 million a year is the highest number for a position player. These are all records. He bet on himself and he made an extra 146 million Ooh. on top of the Yankees offer from last offseason. 146 extra million. That's how you do it. For betting on yourself. The balls. I love it so much. little football talk when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. For those of you watching on Facebook or YouTube, my apologies for the first segment as we had no audio. That's on me. I hit the wrong button. We're back online. Come party with us in the chat. All right. The Bengals did a thing. I don't know why. It seems like punishment for no reason. By the way, you know, you're... Live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Of course, like tomorrow morning, we start our days at the YMCA. We do lunch at 66 Diner. Monday Night Football at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. This seems like punishment. Cincinnati Bengals just beat the Kansas City Chiefs for the third time in a row. And for whatever reason... 
the ping pong tables have been removed from the Bengals locker room. Who did this? Why? This is the big difference between professional football and professional baseball. Professional baseball, when everything's going good, they're not moving or touching anything. Football, not so much. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, it's a story of like, hey, the team just came together. They all pitched in. They got a ping pong table. They really enjoy it. Uh, the team's never been playing better. This it's the most team unity uh, the Cincinnati Bengals organization has ever had. Uh, we beat the Chiefs. You got to get rid of the ping pong table, kids. Sorry. You're enjoying yourself too much. You're having too much fun. You're having way too much success. Let's punish you for no reason. Wow. And it, and it seems like we hear this story every year with somebody. Like, oh, after the football games, they have a disco party. Coach takes away disco party. You know, I, I did a little history on this, a little, you know, let me let me scroll back a little bit and find some things on this story. Okay. September the 1st, 2022. It says Bengals added a second ping pong table to the locker room. First uh. table was in very high demand. Come on, bro. So they had two as of September of this year. <laughs> <laughs> NFL is really the no fun league. I know the league probably didn't have anything to do with it, but it just sounds good. Yeah, I mean they won't let the Bengals play ping pong. But you know the Arizona Cardinals aren't going to stop Kyler Murray from playing Xbox in the locker room. <laughs> you know, earlier in the season, Tyreek, you remember he bought one for the Dolphins? Yeah. He was like, these, these tables are substandard here in Miami. We need to step up our ping pong table game. Shout out to friend of the show, J.D. Good thing Forrest Gump didn't get drafted by the Bengals after Alabama. Nice. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. <laughs> this, is, this is just, you know, this is perfect for our show, obviously. And this should be a non-story, but I love this so much. Yeah, yeah. Because you know there's like some division in the locker room. Maybe it's some kind of like John Wooden kind of mental gymnastics, kind of let's test out the locker room kind of thing. Yeah, this sounds like something Phil Jackson would have done. Yes. You can't play ping pong until you read ping pong for dummies. Oh, here it is. <laughs> ping pong table doesn't come back until we win the championship. Oh, that's so stupid. Dumb. That is so stupid. They went from nothing to AFC champions in a year. Out of thin air. In a year. Wasn't even on the radar. That is so dumb. You got to think of the morale, the camaraderie in the locker room. You know what you got to think of? <laughs> I don't mind telling you, Robert. You got to think these are adults. There we go. These are men. Professional athletes. You pay them to be there. <laughs> These are these are. It's not a high school football team that's slacking off 
They got to go do burpees I don't, instead I don't, of playing ping pong or I something. Don't, I don't view their coach as being that coach. No, no, he doesn't. You you could look at some coaches and be like, yeah, he ain't going for that. There's like, come on, Bill Belichick. Yeah, what, Bill Belichick. What, what are you guys doing? Uh, I just uh, I just updated. I updated the website. You need to go, go read your read your playbook. Put down the ping pong paddle and go <laughs> go read your playbook. We're we're here we're we're here to work. He he does he he's got this, he's got this in his back pocket. Anytime he wants to use it. Do you think Brady played ping pong? Yeah, uh-huh. he'd be like, man. And I'll just be like, Coach Brady wore Uggs. <laughs> then he'll say, you know who did play ping pong? Aaron Hernandez. (laughs) (laughs) He puts all the bad stuff on his bad players. And all the stuff he wants to do is on his greats. (laughs) Oh, man. Give them back their ping pong table. These are adults. They're professionals. I mean, unless they're playing like beer pong before the game, and that's yeah, di- that's, 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 different. that's different. That's different. That's different. That's back in the Lynn Dawson days. Mm-hmm. You had a, a little Miller High Life in a heater at halftime. Halftime, baby. Mm-hmm. He'll pick me up. They should have one of those leagues. There should be two NFLs. Okay. What's what should be the alternate NFL? Okay. There should be an NFL where no drug testing. Performance enhancing or illicit. Oh, my goodness. You just get to go bonkers, do whatever you want. Yeah. And then you have a sister team where (laughs) you can just, like, smoke cigarettes in the locker room and have a beer, take a few plays off, like, bring your own chair, whatever, just have some fun with it. And then then the, the Lynn Dawson League, we can cuss when we talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The common yeah. the commentators can tell like dirty jokes and then yeah. and cuss on air and then and the players are mic'd up all the time. Bro. All the time. No censorship. HBO is just falling around 24/7. Oh, I would love that. That'd be way better. I would love that. That's the that's the league I would watch. So if my team, I would watch the regular game live and if we won I'd have to go look at the alternative league recap or the, the yes, <laughs> yes. Not if we lost though. I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. Well, I don't know. That can be just as entertaining. People cussing each other out. You the reason why we lost. And there should be one team in the league every year that's just average Joes. Just oh, like, just the guys who who just think you know yeah. everything or yeah. th- let them coach, let them play. Oh, that would be great. Oh, Kurt Kurt Cousins can't play in this league. He sucks. He's never had any success at all whatsoever. Okay, Steve. Guess who gets to be Steve? Guess who gets to be Kurt Cousins? (laughs) They have to actually play the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Steve looks like you're playing quarterback against the Vikings this week. (laughs) Your UPS driver, Rick, he's gonna be your running back. No, that that's me on my Tua takes. <laughs> Buck D versus Tua. <laughs> hey man, I take back everything I said, bro. Yep, exactly. In real life, you look like Dan Marino. You deserve it. Hey, especially when you flip him around right-handed. <laughs> He's a beautiful throw when you look at on the right-handed side. 
More sports and sports adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I like this jock jam. Hey, that was nice. A little banger. It gets me pumped. That's like an updated version of it. Oh. All right, we're going very sports adjacent right here. When I say sports adjacent this time, I mean not sports at all. Friend of the show. I believe he's in second place in the friend of the show, Brooke's finest fantasy football league. Doug DeRocher, right down the hall, works for Magic. The radio station. He doesn't work for Magic. We don't don't pay him with Magic, (laughs) if you're wondering what I meant by that. The radio station magic. Kicking out all your pop hits. Comes in and tells me this story that I, I missed out on today. You know Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. How, how could you not, right? Yeah, everyone knows who that is. Great actress. Absolutely stunning. On, on She's on my short list. Talent and other stuff. Okay. But she put her foot in her mouth about as hard as you possibly can today. Uh-oh, let me look at this. Okay, so during a conversation with Variety's Actors on Actors series with Viola Davis, big Viola Davis house over here, the 32-year-old Hunger Games star declared herself as the first woman to lead in an action movie. She said, and I quote, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games... Nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. It's like, has she not ever seen a movie in the history of Hollywood? I can rattle off like 10 right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in 2012. (laughs) Hunger Games was released in 2012. I can think of one that one of the first that I can remember was uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yes. In Alien. That's the first. Not, 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 I don't even know if she's the first one, but that's the first one I can remember. And that would have been like 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> did, your, did your parents not tell you about Sigourney friggin' Weaver? Ripley and Alien? Well, Sarah Connor? Oh, I know. Terminator? Twitter tore her up. Oh, you know it. We don't even have to go back that far. Uma Thurman, Kill Bill. Yes, Kill Bill. Um, I'm trying to think. Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Uh, What's her name? Alice in Resident Evil. I can't think of her name. Oh, oh, God. I used to have the biggest crush on her. Mila Jojovich. Yes. Yeah. Me and Maynard both have huge crushes on her. Hey. How about we go back even further? What about the friggin' Charlie's Angels? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Does she not know about the Charlie's Angels? Both which in case, both of them, the old school 70s Charlie's Angels. Yeah, and then the, the OGs. Re- and then the reboots both came out before 2012, <laughs> before uh, the Hunger Games. Linda Hamilton in the Terminator series. Yeah. Especially Terminator 2. Oh, especially Terminator 2. She's a baddie in Terminator 2. What, uh, Kate Beckinsale? Underworld? Yep. 
She was like the only woman in the movie. And she was the star. I know both of these came out after 2012, but Black Widow, Wonder Woman. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. (laughs) Is this like. What in the world was she thinking? Is this like the outrage culture to where like she's trying to prove a point? Friend of the show, JD says Xena. Oh, Xena, warrior princess with an yes, with an X. Is this, just, this is outrage culture, right? She's just like it's like hyperbole. Well, see, I don't think this is an outrage. This is just a straight up roast. This is where you get on Twitter and just roast her. I don't think it's much of an outrage or because it's not that serious of a subject. This is just yeah, we got to get on her helmet. That is embarrassing. Like, why does she even want to think that she was the first? Hey, I got one for you. She just set women back with that, man. Like, you just dismissed so many great women in great roles. Like, minutes after she said that idiotic statement about no women being in lead roles, she goes on to say, the biggest hindrance to my craft has been press, doing interviews, I'm always very self-conscious of my intellect because I didn't finish school. Oh, I, I dropped out of middle school. <laughs> That's the smartest way hey. of saying I'm dumb. Yes, thanks for owning up to it because you just said one of the dumbest things in the history of film minutes ago. Oh my gosh! You know, maybe she was misquoted. I mean, but it was on an interview. I mean, you can go and listen to it if you want. Man, I'm, I'm maybe sitting that's here. Not, maybe that's not what she meant. Well, you know, maybe she did. A kind of a reverse psychology and put the spotlight on women in action roles that we may have forgot about. Ooh, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, Long kiss, good night, <gasps> Gina Davis. Oh, strong work. Oh, that's niche. Good reference. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so good. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, oh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Strong. I think that one's more of an ensemble, but that's. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't have fought her in it. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. She can run on trees. <laughs> exactly. I mean, fighting somebody could run on trees. Uh, that's a, that's my second qualifier. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if, you, if, you can, if you can run on trees, I'm out. If you have cauliflower ear, I'm out. I'm trying to think of some old ones when I was a kid. <laughs> a cauliflower ear. <laughs> Cleopatra Jones. Oh, my God. Oh, Foxy Brown. Yeah. Yeah. What? Does she not have a TV? I don't know. I mean, she just said that she dropped out of middle school. Wow. Uh, Eon Flux. Oh, strong work. Charlene. Charlize. Charlize Theron. Charlize did another one where she was the lead. Atomic Blonde. Oh, I remember that. That was a good one. I should go back and watch that one again. That was good. They should. Th- this is just a whole Netflix category now. Yes. We just invented a new Netflix category. Congratulations to us. Go two men on. When we get back, we're going to discuss this UNM NMSU shooting stuff. New details have emerged. Um, and 505-246-0610. I'm sure we're going to get some passionate callers here in the next couple segments. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Movies with 
women in strong leading roles has got the texture and the callers fired up. Oh, yeah. 505-246-0610, when you call the Sports Animal Hotline or text line, you got a hot take. We'll share it with the world on the phone now. we got Polly. What's happening, my guy? What's going on, gentlemen? Let me tell you, this is kind of a kind of a tough day for me. I'm glad that Aaron Judge got over on us and, and got what he wanted, and, <laughs> yeah. and he got, got paid. But let me tell you something. I am going Hulk Hogan on this situation right now because I cannot stand the fact with all those – all those non-passionate Yankee fans out there that are doing backflips over this signing, you better give me something more than a 211 batting average in the playoffs, guy. I Ooh. want to see more than that. I want to, I'm sick of seeing you strike out in the playoffs with men on base. i got to see you come up like the captain used to with a 311 batting average in the postseason and 111 runs scored. I'm just good to the point now where I, I just don't understand why everybody's so excited. It's great. You know, I'm glad the guy does great during the regular season. But what kills me is the postseason when we need him most, he is non-existent. And I don't see that changing. Do you guys? Man, I mean, we hit on this a little bit earlier. Were you one of the guys booing him? Or were you, like, trying to give him constructive criticism? Or how did you handle that situation? Oh, dude, I handled it. I handled it like I, I honestly didn't. I could care less who wanted to go. I wanted some front-line starting pitching yeah. that could compete with Houston. I wanted some bullpen strength, some, some really solid pitching. And uh, we, I know we're not going to get any of it. We're going to go ahead and keep depending on these guys we have. And it's going to be typical, you know, Cashman, you know, Brian Cashman fashion. We'll do great during the regular season. Come postseason, we'll get beat by the Guardians or whatever, whoever. <laughs> yeah, oh, just, probably Houston again. But it just, it, it's, just, it's, just, um, it's just one of those situations where I'm not excited about it. But uh, other than that, man, I just wanted to touch base up with you guys. I had such a great time listening to you guys. You're one of the best out there, man. I give you nothing but love, man. All right, cheers. Appreciate the kind words, Polly. Uh, we hit we hit on uh, Aaron Judge a little bit earlier, and the Yankees legit would not have even been in the playoffs if it wasn't for the second half. Look here, that Aaron Judge had. Look here, Van. Fans like Polly, and I completely agree with them. They don't care about that. Huh? It's the Yankees, man. Sure. They want pennants and championships. Um, Paulie called us Monday and he was, you know, he was one of the, one of the fans who said, ah, no, we need to build. See, this is what happens now when you, you, there's 370 million reasons why Mm. Aaron judge has to be able to handle this from the fans because it's all warranted. And that's what happens when you have that big price tag. Well, he better be able to handle it now because he's in New York. He's a Yankee. The spotlight will not be bigger or brighter anywhere else. He is the highest paid position player in the history of baseball by contract length and by annual value. He's going to have to do this, and he's going to have to step it up for Yankees fans like Pauly. Me, I might be a little too nice. Yeah. I might be a little too sweet. I might be a little too soft around the edges, Robert. Well, you know why. Because I was like, if I was a Yankees fan, I'd be like, Aaron, thank you for the greatest season that I've ever seen a position player have in the history of our organization. Thank you for that. Well, you just set every you just set every Yankee record in one year. Well, you deserve every bit of money. There's nine people on offense in on the Yankees. That <laughs> eight of them also have to play well too for us to win. See, you're an Astros fan, though. Yes. You've been winning. 
Yeah. You can be soft like that. Also, I've seen how low it can get when the Astros were literally the worst yeah. team in baseball, uh, lost 100 games five years in a row, 100 or more five years in a row. So if you, you don't know the top unless you know the bottom, right? But the Yankees, that's all they've ever known is the top. So they have this unrealistic expectation of winning a World Series championship every year when I think you should step back and be like, oh, my God. We have Aaron Judge. We locked him up forever. This is going to be an amazing ride. I can't wait to see what he does next season. But I'm not every fan, and I'm especially not every Yankees fan. Oh, yeah. Pessimistic. Show me. Yeah. Got 370 million reasons why now. Sure. And he didn't mention Garrett Cole. He said they need frontline starters, and his frontline starter choked multiple times in the playoffs. He was unhittable at the Astros. They take, I, they take away his sticky stuff. By the way, yes, we cheated in that manner, too. They take away his sticky stuff, and he's a uh, pedestrian in the right word, but he's not an ace anymore. He's not a $30 million a year guy anymore without his sticky stuff. Just like friend of the show, Polly said, the Yankees need help in a lot of other places. What's their next move now? You got the biggest piece. Yeah. What do you do now? Because obviously just signing him is not enough. We've already seen that, especially with the moves that are going to be made and have already been made around entire major league. Yeah, I don't think they go after Carlos Rodon, but they'll get one of the second-tier pitchers. So they'll add another number two, number three starter. They'll probably add to the bullpen, and I think they want another outfield bat, whether it's free agency or on the trade market. So they're, the Yankees aren't done. They can't be done. They cannot rest on their laurels because they just got Aaron Judge back. Right. It, Rizzo, too. I mean, Rizzo and Judge, those are both big pieces yeah. to a really good offense. Yep. But and, you're not a complete team. You're not, a, you're, not, you're not even the favorite in your own division. I love, I love the speculation. I love offseason baseball. I love everything baseball. Loyal listener, friend of the show, you know that already. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's go to a break early. When we come back, okay. I want to hit this uh, New Mexico State UNM shooting stuff again. Let's um, get some new updates here. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Drop my pin. Ooh, what is this? Striker? This, I, don't, I don't know. Is this, is this Winger? It's one of those songs where I tell you they're always talking about the other side of town. <laughs> Take a ride to the other side of town. What, <laughs> what happens over there? It's the other side, man. Is, okay, which which it, side did he start off it, on? It's jumping. Whatever, whatever side he's on now, that's not where he <laughs> needs to be. He needs to be on the other side. What's wrong with his side? Is he on like the, <laughs> the square, lame, footloose side of town? Yeah. He's got or a, is it like too dangerous on his side of town and he needs to go to the nice part yeah he needs to he needs to cross over those train tracks okay other side of the tracks i see i see okay let's unpackage this a little bit again uh the video of the beginning of the attack was released today robert did you get a chance to look at that no i didn't i'm gonna look at it live yeah, right check now it out. check it out right now you give us your play-by-play -play if you want but a uh, video was released. Some new little tidbits of the police investigation have been released. But 
the story is slowly leaking. The story is slowly developing, and that you know, you know that's a good story when the people who have the information are only dropping like little breadcrumbs every day yeah. to keep the story going. Yeah, they want to keep you engaged, a hundred percent. Um, and then with the new tidbits, it's like, okay, what's next? And like the. The trajectory of the story keeps changing as well. It seems super cut and dry at first, right? Yes. Like the first reports were the player was lured by a girl and three students and then jumped on campus. He had to defend himself. That was the first story, and, and that seemed reasonable. And then come to find out, like, these two guys had beef before, and they were talking smack to each other online, and they both knew this moment was coming. By the way, let me go ahead and say allegedly, until this is proven in a court of law, and every, and, <laughs> and I get the final police report, this is all allegedly. Mm-hmm. And then apparently they had beef for a long time, and they were beefing on the internet, and they knew that this was going to come, so maybe the luring to campus by this woman uh, was was a false flag or whatever. And they apparently they both knew allegedly that they were going to meet up and fight. And uh, the UNM student brought his friends and a bat and a gun. Right. And the NMSU player just showed up himself because apparently he thought that it was going to be a one on one little uh, trial of combat. And he left his homies in the car. He's like, no, this is one-on-one. I got this. He leaves the homies in the car in the mysterious yellow Camaro, mm-hmm. which is also uh, on video. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. This is, wow. It gets spicy real fast. Wow. Real fast. And by the way, you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to spread too much negativity about these kids because that's exactly what they are. They're kids. This is machismo. This is ego. This is young teenage testosterone taking over your decision-making skills. And both parties made horrible decisions that's going to alter the course of their life. And one life was completely lost. So let's, let's not discount that fact. But these, this is stupid behavior on everyone's part. First, fighting, getting into a giant dust-up at a friggin' football game when you're a student athlete at that university. That's the first bad decision. Talking smack to each other online and leaving a friggin' trail of breadcrumbs that anybody with a login can follow. And then breaking curfew, risking your status as a student athlete by going against your own team rules. Even if this situation never happened, just him leaving is grounds to get him suspended or kicked off the team. That, okay, now now you're getting to the part where I've said it plenty of times on air, on and off air. All the things you just named off. I don't condemn those students for those actions because, let's be real, it happens a lot. The only reason why this is coming to light is because of the end result of all of that you've never been more correct so those aren't the big things with me is once there's video once there's knowledge of those little things that 
that resulted in the big bad thing, nothing happened from the authorities of people at the school institutions. Yes. And I mean, that's that's the biggest problem I have with all of this, because if they step in and they do what they're supposed to do, the end result does not happen because guess what? They're not there. I'm talking about both ends, the students from UNM who were involved in the initial brawl and the uh, the basketball player who was involved in the initial brawl. Yeah, everybody involved in the friggin' Donnie Brook at the. <laughs> I love your I love your your <laughs> names for fuck the kerfuffle. <laughs> it was a ruffle duffle. Five minutes it lasted. <laughs> um, yeah, just like a series of bad decisions. And yeah. again, like let me let me preface that these are teenagers. These are not adults. You don't have a, a life's worth of experiences and knowledge to to go off and make better decisions. It was dumb decision after dumb decision by horny, drunk, dumb teenagers. Okay, let's get that out of the way. But you can't excuse their behavior just because they're young, just because they're dumb. Because there's also adults in the room involved trying to avoid this situation. If the... The team rules for Aggie basketball. He should have never left the hotel in the first place. Duh. He probably should have been suspended and not allowed to play for that fracas he got into at the football game. Like, this is just mess up after mess up after mess up, not just from these horrible decisions by the kids, but all these adults who are supposed to be the voices of reason in this situation. The whole coaching staff, the administration at New Mexico State, uh, even the Lobos. Uh, athletic department and you know um, administration is, right. is not completely in the clear because they didn't follow up on this fight and make sure the people involved weren't going to take it any further. It's just a series of screw-ups that ended in probably one kid's life being ruined, probably two, maybe more, and one kid's life ending. Man. And, and what you said, I think you're exactly right. If this doesn't end the way it ended, we never could, hear about any of this. We, it gets swept under the rug. Because, trust me, the students know, faculty know, Yes, this stuff happens all the time. The end result is what makes this unique. That's why I'm not going to be one of those people who pile on about what led up to that. Because that's, 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 that's student college kid behavior right yeah is it is it right no but is it expected yes but what's also expected is the discipline factor and people playing the parts that they are uh no, no what well, that's what's their role of leadership and none of that happened this is what happens when your leadership fails this is exactly what happens yes and and oh my goodness and just another series of idiotic decisions after the event happened by yes. the coaching staff. It never stopped. It didn't stop. It never stopped. It's like, okay, is this like in the, the handbook or what? <laughs> like, right. It never stopped. And while you're looking, you want your, your kids to be safe, you're looking out for the best interests of your kids, I get while you were helping. You should have helped before. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it. It already happened. This is it's, it's historical at this moment. But but by doing nothing, 
that's continuing the bad leadership. A hundred percent. They did nothing about it. They didn't follow up on it. Even now. they didn't have any yeah. meetings to say all of this beef stops now. Yeah. You, Even now you have people in the same positions. Nah, that's got to no, You got to cut that off. <laughs> you got to cut that off, man. They, the coaching staff <laughs> thought it was a good idea to hop on a bus and split town after there was a murder and or manslaughter, allegedly. I think this is the part of the other side of town old dude was singing about. Is this the one he's going to or running away from? (laughs) Hid the gun, tried to hide the tablet, lied about being on the phone, hung up on authorities. Like It's just allegedly, by the way. We're just going off of, you know, things that have been released. Just dumb move after dumb move after dumb move and no accountability whatsoever. These are alleged crimes. Obstruction of justice. Fleeing the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, this is all. And we had yesterday, I mean, even just yesterday, we had calls. Multiple calls. To cancel the Aggies basketball season. And I'll tell you what, Aggies fan out there who you might have you know, we, we try to be objective as possible here on stories like this right. that are, you know, of such gravity, of such magnitude. We try to be, I mean, come on, loyal listener, friends of the show, you know who we are. Right. You, you, you know what we do here. But when we tackle something heavy like this, we try to be objective as possible, go off the facts and build our own unique opinions off of it. I know there's Aggie fan out there. Who is blaming UNM for this? Oh yeah, they're they're saying it's it's okay. Here we go, right here, Andrew Michael. It's not safe for UNM to host teams. Okay, it would have been safe if the player never left the hotel. If they kept him accountable for the team rules and the player never leaves the hotel, this doesn't happen. Yeah, I go, also I, I go back further. Yeah, exactly. It's go the all night. the way all the way back to that fight. If neither one. Like I, the UNM students, they should have been disciplined for fighting. Yes, yes. And then the NMSU basketball players should have been disciplined there where they're not even able to come up here. Yes. You're not even – what are you participating in team events when you are at a team event fighting? That makes no sense. If the – like, look, no one is without fault here. But this could have been avoided in multiple different yes. ways. Going back to the fight – if the NMSU athletic program and you know uh, the anyone at the school, I don't know what the particular position would be called at a university, but they should have tracked these guys down, been in in communication with UNM to make sure this does not go any further, that this doesn't escalate. This isn't a random one-off incident. This is months of building towards this one tragedy. It is a series of horrible decisions on NMSU's part, UNM's part, these UNM students, the NMSU basketball players. Oh, and by the way, all the players who helped Mike peek out, Issa Muhammad, Michaelis Avery, and Anthony Roy, Mm -hmm. they got suspended. See, Are you ready for it, Robert? I'm, I'm listening. For one game. You know what that you, you know what that tells Accomplices me. Accomplices to manslaughter and they got suspended for a game? What are you talking about? You know what that tells me? 
the coaching staff or anybody else, they're not going to get anything. Done. Nothing. One game? Nothing. Wow. NMSU coaches literally participated. They are accomplices in this crime. They obstructed justice. They tried to flee a scene. They got in the way of an ongoing investigation. Obviously, every county, state, or whatever you go to, these are called different things. But you know what I'm saying? Obstruction of justice. Whatever it's called in your area. Those are crimes. They committed crimes. Yeah. They should be suspended. Allegedly. If all of this is true, what we're hearing. Allegedly. One, no one is... One game. <laughs> you, if, if, yes. When this hit, if, if you would have asked that question, nobody would have said one game. Yeah. If, if you want to talk about the one single solitary moment of Mike Peak protecting himself with a firearm, yes, in that one unique situation, that one moment of this very complex story true. of layers and layers. Very true. Yes, he was, he, it was self-defense. Okay. Just that one part. But this is so complicated, and there are so many layers to this onion that you can't look at it that simple. If he didn't get into a fight on campus, if he didn't start that internet beef, if he didn't leave the hotel, if he didn't have a gun on him, if he doesn't show up in the first place, none of this happens. It is a series of unfortunate events that led to a loss, a tragic loss of yeah. a young man's life, and then everyone else involved's life is probably ruined, and they have to start from scratch. And probably will face some jail time. You can't look at it that simply. Not at all. That it's one or the other's fault. It's way more complex than that. And if you think it's that simple, that this wouldn't have happened if Albuquerque was safer, or you can't, <laughs> you can't go on the UNM campus, yeah, that's that's oversimplifying it. You're looking at it as a sports fan. Yeah, I was this is say, this is way more complicated. My than team, that. my school, exactly. Yeah, yep. you, UNM is not at fault uh, is not without fault in this situation either. Very true. While I think the decision making from NMSU is grander scale, grander scale, <laughs> way worse. Yeah, but still, there should have been communication this whole time. About identifying the the people in those fights, tracking and them, hand, and handing out discipline right then and right there, and then having the foresight to look into the future and saying, "Oh, this is when we're gonna play. We got to make sure these entities don't collide." I agree completely. All right, we ran a little over on this one. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Loyal listener, friend of the show, if you got a hot take on this or if you want anything to add, hit us up because after the next segment, we're going to divert away from this a little bit and have some more fun like we always do on Two Men On. 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch and a milkshake at the 66 Diner. Mondays for the boys, Monday Night Football, Howie's Sports Page. The weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Boom, 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 boom. A little breaking news here. Red Sox have signed Japanese star 
Masataka Yoshida. Robert, was this guy on your radar? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Five years, $90 million. If he plays as well in the States as he did in Japan, this is a steal. Batting champion a few times in Japan. Uh, Career 327, 421, 539 line. He's a stud. And they got him for about half what you're going to be paying for Brandon Nimmo. 505-246-0610. You got a hot take? Hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline and or text line. Conveniently for you, they're the same number. How about that? Hey. On the line now, we got friend of the show, Art. What's happening, my guy? How are you, my friend? Doing good, good. buddy. Good. Yeah, I just, have, I just have a quick comment on that. Uh, number one, I think you guys do a great job. Appreciate your evening show. Thank you. Uh, Thank number you. Number two, of course. Number two. I say, you know what? Why, why, why don't we just do the El Paso and Lobo rivalry period? Huh. And let Aggies do what they do and buy a condio. You know what I mean? Because it's not worth the hassle to even deal with, with it anymore. Because I agree with everything both of you have said. But just nip in the bud. You go your way, we go our way. We'll go up another extra hour and deal with the miners. That's my opinion. All right. Uh, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. Thanks for the call, Robert uh, Art, and then thanks for being a friend of the show as well. Um, my my original, like my first gut reaction is you have to stop all sports. Like, and, I mean, I'm not, not stop playing every single sport, but stop the Rio Grande rivalry in every sport for maybe a calendar year. People got to realize this, this is a privilege, not a right, to have this Lobo Aggie rivalry every year. Basketball, football, baseball, tons of other sports. You know, we're actual rivals, and it means a lot every single year, and it means so much to the students there who are attending in real time, and it means so much to the alma maters who, uh, you know, go back, the alumni who go back for these games and the communities it brings in so much money for the university brings in so much money for the local communities that maybe you should slap the wrists of all Lobo and Aggie fans and just if for at least a calendar year cancel every single Rio Grande rivalry make sure you realize that this is a privilege not a right oh man excuse me great call Art very, very insightful. But I'm going to have to disagree. And Ooh, I'll tell you here why. We go. I'll tell you why. Everything that you're doing in education is a learning experience. It should be a learning point. It should be something that you learn from. Mm-hmm. I don't think stopping the rivalry is something you want to teach not just the, the kids now, not just the community now, but going forward. Because that means we have no solutions, so let's just scrap it. That, to me, is the easy way out. What you do, I think what, have, what should have been done already, there should have been a visual with the top heads of both organizations, both universities, on, at one podium in solidarity. That's a start. I love what you said, Van, about the the chilling out for a year. 
because because we still have to let that subside. Sure. But during that year, there are concerned efforts from both universities working together to build back on that second year where we can come back with a healthy rivalry. No, that that I agree on for sure. Yes, I don't yeah. think scrapping the whole thing is the answer because I think that's the easy way out and it doesn't teach anyone on either side all involved anything. Yeah, and I think it's important for a bunch of ways. Number one, to piggyback on what you just said, getting the two universities together, figuring out how to make sure something like this never happens again. And make it public. It's got to be seen. I'm, I'm not talking about closed doors. Yeah. It's got to be a public thing, even though the workings can be private, but you have to make it to say, hey, we're in this together. We're This isn't an Albuquerque, Las Cruces thing. This is a New Mexico thing. Correct. This is above and ab- above anything else. And, it, it, and it's bigger yes. than just one basketball game. Thank you. It's bigger than one football. I mean, this is yes. our state. It's the two biggest universities in our state, which, by the way, I love so damn much. Yeah. And I only want to see success. I only want to see happy. I only want to see people doing well. How many people do you think live in Albuquerque that went to school at New Mexico State? Tens and tens of thousands, I've, right? I've met so many. Vice versa. How we, many we, Lobos do you yeah. think live in Las Cruces yeah. or the Las Cruces area now? Tens of thousands. With with me not being originally from here, I didn't understand, you know, how important um, those two schools are to the state. Sure. And I fully understand now. So even even though I don't have a stake in the claim with each with either one of the universities, it's still I consider, you know, this is my home now. So this is this is something big, and I think the sooner that it happens, the the sooner the healing happens, instead of oh we got to make a solution we got to do this we, like the healing has to start before that, the end game can even be processed yet. Yeah, I mean you're on one right now, Robert. I couldn't agree any more. And I think taking some time off of all the Rio Grande rivalries does another thing. It has a it has an asterisk. In the history of all the sports contests, you know, the the Lobos and Aggies are win loss tie against each other, whatever. And then you look at the the yearly matchups. Oh, there's not one for the twenty two twenty three season. Why is that? And this will be a talking point for the history of the rivalry. This is the lowest point in the rivalry right now, and we need to make sure it never happens again. And then you have that asterisk. You had that canceled season for all sports. And then you don't get to have that special game that means so much to New Mexicans every year. And it's a constant reminder going forward that, hey, we need to take this seriously. We need to do better. We need to be better as a state, better as a college, and better as a rival to ensure the safety of our students and student athletes going forward and make sure we know that this is a privilege, not a right. And then for the history of the rival, we got this one example that, hey, this happened. It was horrible. We learned from it. We moved forward. Yeah. And now we're going to make sure it never happens again. Man, look at us. Hey, oh. Look at us all reasonable. Look, look, look at us. He's, he was like, who gave these guys microphones? Objective and reasonable. <laughs> Not a single joke in two segments. Are those the two guys from Howie's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, more sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The 
Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Thanks to all like the reasonable, thoughtful callers and texters that we have. You know, this UNM NMSU stuff going on right now, it's a spicy subject. It's one of the spiciest subjects that we've covered here. I mean, definitely locally, for yeah, sure. Right. So thank you for all the reasonable comments and phone calls and, and text messages. Except for one person. You know who you are. Also, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Strong female lead. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah, shout out to yes. uh, Shout out to Martin. It's a good one. Way before Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, way before the friggin' internet. <laughs> all right, so I found this dope story right here. You know, all season I've been talking about if my beloved Jaguars, not, not Vernon Kuntz Jaguars, my Jaguars, <laughs> would flip-flop all of their one-possession games, they'd be first in the AFC. I thought they would be 9-3, and three, but apparently they'd be 8-4 and four if all the one-possession games were turned upside down. And I also told you, leading the league in one-possession games is the Minnesota Vikings, yes. who have only lost one one possession game all year. So, so you're basically saying if those games would have went the other way, yes, this is what those teams' records would be. Yeah, so I've used the example of the Jaguars and the Vikings in this show of how how much great competition there is this year, how much parity there is in the NFL this year that the Jaguars would be in first place if they flip-flopped all their one-possession losses to wins, and the Vikings would be the literal worst team in football by if they far f- if they flip-flop all their one-possession wins to losses. So this is cool. So every single game this year uh, with a one-possession difference, um, oh, who did, who did this? I can't find it. Uh, Kelly Ford at K Ford Ratings on Twitter. Mm-hmm did a NFL standings of every single game this year if one-possession games were flip-flop from wins to losses and losses to wins. So in first place, tied at 8-4, and four are six teams. <laughs> the Browns, the Raiders, the Jags, the Bills, the Ravens, and the Chiefs, if they flip-flop their one-possession games, they would all be 8-4, and four and it would need tiebreakers to see who would host who in the playoffs. And you could see those first three teams all have losing records because of the ball went bounced a different way. Correct. So I love how they broke this down. So the Browns would be plus three yep. in wins. The Raiders would be plus three. And your beloved Jags would be a plus four. Right. The one that's interesting to me are the Broncos at plus four. And they'd still be seven and five, right? The Broncos, <laughs> let Russ Cook Broncos, would have gained four wins. I thought theirs would have been bigger. Yeah, but that's there's a different stat that I always quote for this there one. We go. That's where I get it mixed up. The, gotcha. If the Broncos scored eighteen points in r- regulation time, yeah, eighteen points a game all year, they would only have two losses. Right. That is insane. Yeah. So they're they're. Those aren't all one possession games. They're yeah. just not. They're just scoring field goals and ten points here and there. 
So well, the, all the games, basically. The biggest gainer in all the NFL, and they would be 8-5 and five if they flip-flop one-score losses. The Chicago Bears would gain five games, and they would be sitting in the sixth seed in the NFC right now. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Because I don't think of the Bears being in a lot of close games. I always think, yeah, they, they play well, but they always lose. Um, but I didn't realize they had that many close games. And this is what you have to do anyways, right? Like, the good teams play defense in the second half and win these close games. Yeah. So, I mean, you could think about it in, like, okay, what is what one drop on a touchdown pass, one fumble recovery, as you're a win away. you got to get it done, right? Yeah, and I think this um, this is an excellent piece to look at when it comes to your coaching staff as well. Sure. Um, you got to give props to the Vikings coaching staff. Yep. The Giants because they will be 2-9-1. Yeah. If the ball bounced a different way, if they wouldn't have played the way they played at the end of those games. Yep. And then you got teams like the Buccaneers who are 6-6. Six and six. And then in this situation, they're also six and six, and there would be no change whatsoever. None. The Eagles, that's a big one. Sure. Yeah. They would be six and six. That's huge. And uh, they'd be out of the playoff picture, but they do it and they need to get it done. The Vikings are like the biggest example of this, obviously. They would have turned nine wins into nine losses. If every one-score game was flip-flop, the Vikings would be the worst team in the NFL. At By one, far. At 1-11. Nine wins would be turned into losses. What do you think about these teams where the their um, record would be the exact same? Yeah, right? Like uh, the number one seed in NFC, the 49ers would be 8-4 and four with absolute no change whatsoever. Zero. Yeah. The Detroit Lions would be eight and four. Ravens, nuts. This is good. I've never. This is something I've never seen done before. Yeah, I mean, it just it just elaborates on the parity in the NFL. Because Vikings, who are killing it this year, would literally be the worst team in the NFL by a lot. There's their number one pick next season. This is so cool. Then the Colts, there would be no change at all. <laughs> Steelers, no change at all. Ravens, no change at all. I'm, I'm looking here. It says the Vikings have a plus 10 point differential for the entire season while being 10 and 2. It, it's considered the lowest point differential of all time for a team that's 10 and 2. Some close ones. Viking fans probably ain't got a lot of fingernails left. We'll see how it plays out. That has to be something that, that gives you an edge in the playoffs just because of the, you know, the importance of every possession in the playoffs. Those fans got super high blood pressure. Yes, every week. Or it's fun, or that's exactly what you want to happen. It's, well, it's fun when you win. Yeah. <laughs> also, this whataboutism, this what-if-ism. It's a little silly too, right? Yeah, it is. This is this is the 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 good and the bad of sports. That's exactly what this is. From friend of the show, Proview Networks, Sebastian Noel. My sister had balls; she would be my brother. So, 
Hot take. Yo. Hey, you know what I love what Sebastian just did? <laughs> he just said that segment was trash. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's hilarious, bro. I'm trying to elaborate the parody of the NFL. Yo. Anybody can win on any given Sunday. Oh. And their season's destiny rides. I love the way Sebastian just hit us with that. <laughs> he just puke sharded all over us. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Bring it. Appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. We got two more segments in the books till we pass it off to Lobo Basketball. We're out of here 6.30 today. We'll be out of here 6 o'clock tomorrow. Special guest tomorrow. Speaking of ProView Network, speaking about Mr. Everything at High School Sports, Vern K from Chop It Up with Vern K every Saturday, 9 to 11. He'll be joining tomorrow because uh, you're splitting town on us, Robert. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can give you guys a call. Oh, that'd be nice. B- before I hit the stage. C- call us from on stage. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I've done that before. Um, I was trying to uh, – I had a suitor. I was trying to, you know. Okay, okay. And I said, oh, let me let me call her. I called her in the middle of my set. It went well. Oh, I bet it did. It went very well. Not well enough to last, but <laughs> it went well. <laughs> More two men on when we get back. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You listen to two men on 95.9 FM. AM 610 D Sports Animal. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's at Howie's Sports Page. A little Monday night football action with the boys. Weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. So are we all done pretending like we care about soccer? Is is this over? Me personally? <laughs> yep. All of us as a country. USS, USA's out, and I haven't heard peep about the World Cup. Morocco pulled off an epic upset in crickets. Absolutely nothing about the World Cup. That's how it is. We're American. That just shows like we're we're super vain. Exactly what I was getting at. Exactly. If it's not about us, we don't care. If we're not already the best at it, we don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> down to down to eight teams. And I wouldn't know if I didn't Google it just now. I love the momentum that football has in America. I love the momentum that soccer has. It's a more open and inviting sport. More people are able to play it. It is easier to play. You need less equipment. You need less facilities. Uh, It's, let's be honest here, it's inviting to non-athletic people as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm still not all the way in. Still not all the way in. Still not? No. When USA is playing in the World Cup, I get turned up to 11. I get pumped. I am that guy at the bar yeah, yeah, or the restaurant or sports bar, wherever watching it. 
I'm doing the chants. I am yelling. But when we're not in it. <laughs> you could have. <laughs> we should we should have done this. I shouldn't have looked it up. I should have had you ask me who's left. Oh, yeah. I, I should have asked you because I would have been afraid for you to ask me that. <laughs> I would have got. One, two, three. I would have got three right for sure. And I think I would have got five right total. That's pretty good. That's not bad. I would have got Brazil. Wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. Oh, okay, you L- guess. Let me try. Okay, you try. Here we go. I was going to say Brazil. Okay, Brazil. That's a no doubt. Okay, check. Oh. Argentina. Check. Oh. There's one more powerhouse. Oh, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> Netherlands, that's who beat us. Uh, okay, so check. I would. I might not have got that one. If I would have got them if they, they, didn't, beat they didn't beat us. Yeah. right. That's three. Oh, I'm gonna try for two more. There's only there's another big one um, that I would have got for sure, and the rest would have been educated educated guesses. Oh, I'm gonna mess this one up. Italy, Italy's gone. You missed yeah, that I missed one. It. There's an uh, X. Survey says so. I get three X's. Okay, Germany. Oh gosh! Survey says, um, oh, I'm drawing a super blank. <laughs> oh, man, uh, oh goodness, I don't remember. I don't know. Those are the only three I can give you. The other really good one is France. Oh, so, Brazil, Argentina, France. Yeah. I would have got for sure. Okay, I, I don't. I, I should have said that right after Italy. I would have got the Netherlands because they beat the States. And I would have got Morocco because that's like the biggest story so far is they pulled off back-to-back upsets. So I would have got five. I would not have known Portugal, Croatia, or England. Oh, I knew Croatia. You knew Croatia? Yeah, I was going to say it. Because of the Croatian fan? Yep. (laughs) Yep, that's the only reason why. Dude, I wonder how many new Instagram followers she oh, has. Oh, worldwide. I'm going to look her up right now. I bet she's famous by now. Did it, auto, did it like, auto-populate? <laughs> I just put hot Croatian fan. Hey, and it came up. Yep. Let's see here. Who are you, lady? She is a stunner. That is unfair. Ivana Knoll. K-N-O-L-L. Ivana know her phone number. That's what Ivana know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a little touch-up on these photos, but still, she is just insanely gorgeous. What? Okay, what now you... I'm going to look up on Instagram. I, you think Let I care about Instagram. touch-ups? No. I don't care. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm going to pull out the Insta. Let's see if we can find Ivana Knoll on Instagram. But you're right, though. We, America as a whole, and it's something on the world stage, just like the Olympics. She's trending. I don't know how many she had before the World Cup, but she's got 1.6 million followers now. And it's more, the more that they win, the more that's going to rise, among other things. <laughs> That's how we are as Americans, though. That's I'm the same way with the Olympics. 
If I don't watch the events America isn't strong in, sure. I don't care. I'm not watching the steeplechase. I'm not watching the whatever mile where you run around like 24 times a track. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know who's winning that, and it's not us. Okay, so let's see here. A million followers. Thank you so much. I think she added over half a million followers Ooh, in a week. Numbers. She had a bunch already. Good work if you can get it. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right about the Olympics, too. Yeah, all of this. I only care about curling every four years. You don't see me going out to you know, our friends, our lovely friends at the Outpost Arena, home of the Ice Wolves. You don't see us going out there to cheer for local curling. But every four years, I go hard Do on you? curling. I love it so much. It is the weirdest sport ever invented. Yes, it is. Yes. It, I love to watch it, too, because I'm just like, what does that do? <laughs> <laughs> what does that do? What, how is this helping? Yo, yeah. We could just play shuffleboard inside, Steve. Yeah. Do you do Wordle? Do you play Wordle? No, I ha- I didn't catch on to that craze. No. Not only did I catch on to the craze, I still do it. Like not not religiously, like not every day. But I do. I send the results back and forth with my daughter. Is that your comfort game on your phone? I, I think it's literally the only game on my phone. You know what my comfort game is? Oh, I, I, I'm ashamed to tell you this. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to look in your eye through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> and, I can still see you. And 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 my daughter, she stays on me about this. Candy crush. Oh my god, you are you're a candy crusher? What? You know what level I'm on? We need to invent a new candy crush. <laughs> god, I should probably shouldn't even write this down. This is so genius. Like uh it said it's glizzy guzzler. Oh my instead god. of candy crush. <laughs> it's sponsored by Howie Sports Page. And it's exactly it's exactly like Candy Crush, but different types of hot dogs. I was going to say, is that like the new age Hungry Hungry Hippo? Correct. Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mix of Candy Crush, Hungry Hungry Hippos, and Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call it? The Glizzy Guzzler? Glizzy Guzzler oh, instead man. of Candy Crush. I think that would take up a lot of memory on my phone. Yeah, and a, and a lot of unique, a lot of unique searches on the interwebs. <laughs> Glizzy Guzzler can can go anywhere with that. <laughs> can mean anything. <laughs> oh man, you got trademark that man. Okay, right now I'm buying the website. You know, let's go to break so I can buy this website real quick. All one, right, one more segment, and then uh, we kick over to Lobo Basketball ninety five nine FM AM six ten the Sports animals. Welcome back, Duke City. What a program today. Had a lot of fun with it. Thanks for all the callers and texters with your hot take. Thanks to all the friends of the show for participating. You know we love you, baby. I uh, had a question for you, Robert. What's up? Friend of the show, Craig, says Noel looks nice. I've been wondering what Robert thought of the BB Rexa concert 
on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Oh, my gosh. She is. Thicker than Antarctic peanut butter. My goodness, baby. (laughs) I didn't, I had no clue who she was. Me, you know what? I'm glad you said that. And she has just the most truthful hips one has ever seen. Those were those yams were done early. Not a fib. <laughs> not a fib to be told in those hips. Not at all. My goodness. I ain't gonna lie, I went to YouTube. Yeah. I say, who is who is this? <laughs> apparently she used to be all svelte and athletic too. I was like, no, 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 nah, no. Nah, leave that where it's at. Give me that thick BB. <laughs> I know she got a bunch of new fans after that. Oh yes. Did you watch that in real time? Yes, I did. Yeah, so did I. I was sitting there on the couch at my folks' house, like watching that. I was like, "This is an immediate Google. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> who is who is this?" Because I was like, "I know the voice. You know, you know those songs. You hear them everywhere." But we're in an age now where videos aren't as prominent as they were when we were, you know, younger, like the '90s, early oh, 2000s. Oh, dude, we went to the video first. Yeah, you the, the sitting video, in front of the TV, waiting for that hot new video to come out. The oh, video, for sure. the video would break the song. That goes yes. back to any and other genres as well, but yeah, yet, I was like, okay, I'm slipping. Yeah, I'm into it. Faux show. She's got to like walk in shifts, like <laughs> every every part of the body kind of like moves separately, but yeah, it's still yeah. all to all together, kind w- of walking around some stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she got to get one part of the body going, shift the momentum to another part of the body. <laughs> That's a breath of fresh air, especially in the society we live in. Oh, today. absolutely. Very much so. Did you see that poor girl was getting booed? Not because of her performance, because of where they put her? Where they put her, yeah. They put her, like, literally in the corner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. they had, like, a a screen behind her, like a digital screen behind her. And then they weren't even casting it to the game. It was like just for TV only. Mm-hmm. So there was a whole stadium full of fans who wanted to see this halftime show, and they couldn't, couldn't, they couldn't, couldn't see, see it. Only the people in line waiting for some glizzies <laughs> got to see this performance. It was the dumbest thing. Hey, uh, speaking of, Yo. shout out to the friend of the show, Hawk. <laughs> I just love the fact we throw that word around a lot, Glizzy. Uh-huh. Ever since you know we we we're we're at Howie Sports page every Monday night. Correct, free Glizzies. So we were there this past Monday, and you know it was like the usual hustle and bustle. Everyone's having different conversations, laughing, joking, and he was sitting across directly across from me, and I don't know why I just zoned in on him, and he waited until it got very very <laughs> yes. loud and busy. And he leans over to you and he goes, Van, pardon my ignorance. Yes. But what's a glizzy? What's a glizzy? (laughs) I cried laughing. We lost it. Because I watched the whole thing. We lost it. Because he was trying to be discreet. You know, he was like, I don't want to seem like I don't I'm not hip. I don't know what's going on. That killed me. Love it so much. Shout out to friend of the show, Tom Ruiz. Oh, LT Tom wants to do something to help Locker 505, and you know I'm in. Oh, most you definitely. You know I'm in. Yeah, who, whoever, 
whoever the low life that that did that, and what we're talking about is Locker Five Hundred Five got broken into, right? Stole their computers and some other equipment. You're you're stealing from children, correct? Okay, that's that's the bottom line of this. Yes, you're stealing from kids who need help in the first place. Exactly, it's a horrible thing to do. No good comes from that. So I I get it that you know if you're hungry. It's okay to steal a loaf of bread, all right? But don't steal from kids. Don't steal from a company that is actually trying to help your community. Not even trying. That is in the trenches. If you're just a kid and want to have fun and steal for sport, go to Walmart. Go to Walmart. <laughs> Quit messing with Locker 505. Yeah, steal from big, big money. <laughs> yes. They're not going to notice. Okay, and we're not advocating stealing from Walmart, y'all. Because I don't want no one to do it and say, well, two men on, Fred, two and, Fred Van, and Robert. <laughs> but if there was a place. <laughs> if you had to choose. If you absolutely had to. If someone says, you got to steal, it's either Locker 505 or Walmart. Always pick Walmart. 100% of the time. Help the helpers. Don't yes. hurt the helpers. Exactly. Good Lord. Thank you to the friend of the show who, who wants to help. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you met Tom before. You met LT. Yes, I have. Yeah, good, good, good. Great dude. The weather needs to hurry up and turn so we can go golfing. Okay. I'm glad you said that, okay? I want, I'm going to make some New Year's resolutions. Ooh, here we go. And that's not going to be high on my list, but it's going to be on my list. So, because you guys got my toe wet that this year. It's a blast, dude. And I'm like, I need more of this in my life, and now I have the opportunity to do so. Things have been going very well. Time has been freed up. And you know, I'm like, let me get into this. I'm 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 about to be 45 next year. This is it's the good years. Let me get some of that. It's amazing. I mean, so I'm putting that on I put that on put that on wax. If with a little bit of practice and you know, obviously your innate athletic ability, you could go from like an absolute beginner to a competent, I won't embarrass myself out there golfer probably in a year. See, that's what I want. Well, I want to go a little above that. I want to be able to talk some noise at one point, at least once. Give me one hole out of all of them where I'm confident enough that I can talk a little noise. That That's that's my low bar. So going from competent, not embarrass yourself golfer to good golfer is a grand canyon apart from each other. No, I don't want to be a good one, though. Being an absolute... <laughs> Being an absolute rookie, a newbie like you, because you've only gone once or twice your whole life, right? You've been there for the lifespan. Yeah, literally twice, right? Yep. So going from a guy who's only playing twice to a guy who can hit the ball straight every time, is it's obtainable in a short amount of time. Going from that guy who can hit it straight every time and advance the ball forward every time yeah. to someone who's breaking 90, let's just call it, that's a, a bogey, a bogey golfer. That is a gigantic leap. And going from a, a bogey golfer to a good golfer, it's yeah. even further apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's insane 
how good golfers are. The the leap in between a really good amateur mm-hmm. and the worst professional is night and day. Hell of a program today. Albuquerque had a lot of fun with it. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, who's uh, You got your comedy show yeah. up at Rio Doso. If you want a road trip, head up to End of the Mountain Gods and go catch Robert tomorrow. When, when are you on? Um, it's not until 7, 7.30. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then New Mexico time, what are we calling it, 8? <laughs> no, the uh, casinos don't play. Yeah, cause, yeah you're right. They casinos don't, don't They start on time. Yep. Or when they're supposed to, at least. We'll have a guest producer tomorrow and a guest host sitting in with me, Vern Kay. You know him because you listen to him every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on Chop It Up with Vern Kay. He's going to be joining me tomorrow. Have a lot of fun doing When Vern's here, we do a little more sports. Yeah. You know the boys, we hit sports adjacent really hard. When Vern's here, when Brandon Ortega's here, when uh, Sebastian's here, hey. you know, we, we, we hit the sports a little harder, don't we? Those guys have a level of professionalism we just wish to attain. Yeah, they're actually good at their job. <laughs> <laughs> you will be missed tomorrow, Robert. We got you back on Friday, though, right? Yeah, I'm here Friday. All right, we got you back on Friday. We need to do something on Friday. We December slows down. We've been in the studio too much. We need to start getting out more. We'll be back out in the community a lot more in, in the coming new year, but kind of shuts down. Yeah, and, I, and and that goes back to what you and Fred spoke about about in December. There's not a lot of working and things going on. Correct. That is correct. Except for us three, of course. That's right. Except for us three. And the people we surround ourselves with, because we only surround ourselves with hustlers and grinders, baby. Can't stop, won't stop. All right, we're going to kick it off to the Lobos right now. Uh, you're going to produce the beginning of the, yeah, the I'm match, Yeah, right? I'm going to be for the first uh, 30 minutes. And then you're going to get uh, kick it off to Steph. Right. Sweet. All right, stay with us. Support your Lobos. Go Bows. We will see you tomorrow. And... Uh, Hey, what are you doing in the morning? If you're not doing anything in the morning, make sure you're listening to the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A. Marie. Vern Kay will be joining me tomorrow with special guest producer. Robert, what else you got going on? Um, Just that tomorrow, End of the Mountain Gods, Friday back here. Saturday, I'm on the road to Colorado. More Ooh. comedy. Ooh, hit the road. Follow follow Robert around like a deadhead. Yes, Robert. Just go to all of his shows. You'll find out where I'm at next. You be good out there, Burke. We'll see you tomorrow.